Hello everyone, and welcome back to Tales from Stringersburg. With me, as always, is Mad Flack, RGM. Oh, hi. Mercury Online as Claire. That's me. I'm going to fix my green screen in just a moment. And me, Drew, as Morgan. And the Drew. The, the one and only. The, the world could only deal with one. The world-renowned, the feared, the loved, the controversial... The insurmountable. Uh, Mercury, if you want to give him a <laughs> rundown, uh, I don't. I don't have an answer. I don't have a response to that. That's fine. If, if you want to give it's him a rundown, true. yeah, of our uh, East Dome. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, primarily be in character. Uh, we'll respond to you in chat as best we can. Uh, uh, shameless plug: donating to us does get our attention. Um, and for those of you listening to this on the podcast, like I said last week, you're just missing out. You could be here hanging out with us. You could have live commentary that distracts us. We could be in the middle of a... Th oh, hey, someone said something just... That's, they, didn't oh. really, they didn't really. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll have layers. That's right. Um, so, and at the end, we'll uh, stick around if anyone has any questions or wants to hang out. But other than that, I think that takes us up to Flack for our, our walk-in, right? Yes, we are nearing the end of the Nova Mob storyline. Last time, against the advice, against the orders of their contacts, employers, Crimson Fury and Fractal, who they were working associates. with. Associates. Yes. Known associates. Well, if you want to put it in a criminal law context, I suppose so. We're talking about criminals, aren't we? We sure the fuck are. And right. they wanted to get information from Morgan and Claire about where their highly valuable piece of lucid pharmaceutical property was located, but they didn't want y'all involved, and y'all went and got involved anyway. But who, heroes do. Who saw it coming? Well, Crimson what? Fury did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he, he kind of maybe probably did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the facility where the piece of equipment was located and where the detector told them the extra-dimensional entities were. It's an old abandoned business park, the Ikasuri Industrial Park, and it was given some weird sensory readings to the various uh, forms of perception our heroes have, Claire's detector, Morgan's woo-woo fate magic sense, etc. There was a feeling of the entity and entity i mean i guess you all have decisively figured out at this point that there's several of them there was a sense that one of these entities was present throughout this park and after watching some enhanced lucid goons try to bust in and take their shit back and fall to the ground mostly dead our heroes went into the center of the little campus to an office tower started searching that there was a brief interlude there where morgan encountered mr culture again on some screens and they had a a bit of a verbal brawl you might say a word a word encounter <laughs> but ultimately what happened was in the basement of the building they confronted a couple of these entities first there was Rare Earth's Ron, who uh, 
accumulated valuable minerals around himself in a big armor shell, uh, or, or at least around his host, not around himself, and attacked to try and get them out. That didn't last long. Claire took him out pretty quickly. But meanwhile, there was also a bit the thing, quickly. the thing inhabiting Damn. the building itself, which they've learned or intuited. It's called Big Empty. And they damaged the tower on their way out. A crowd was gathering outside. The tower leaned over for a minute, looking like it might fall, and Claire very quickly evacuated some civilians. But after that, the Lucid helicopter took off, fractal flying right behind it. Too many people were around. Um, more of, of the cons started to arrive. They sensed a, or heard a car speeding toward them, probably carrying Miss Hiss or one of the others. And I'm presuming we start with the two of you leaving and trying to make sense of what just happened and all that sort of thing. So we are going to have some downtime this session. I have done my best to plan the story in such a way that it makes sense and is natural. So let's just see what I got. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully there's no need to railroad here, but uh, also, you know, the fact is Big Empty hit both of you with a pretty hard life drain and could again, and plus there was the threat of the building falling on you, so leaving made sense. So let's not pick up immediately after that. Let's pick up a couple hours later or something of that to that effect. This was occurring at what time of day? When do you tell me? Claire. Yeah, I always, I always picture it like like evening and coming out at night. Like I picture, I, for some reason, I don't know exactly why, but I always pictured it being evening. And by the time we came out, like it was like proper nighttime out, like the like the street lights were on. <clears throat> does does anything you remember conflict with that, Drew? Not that I can think of. Then that's what it was. So it'll be going toward midnight now. When we, when we pick back up. So are Claire and Morgan still together, or have they gone their separate ways for a minute here? Discuss amongst yourselves. I think they've gone their separate ways, but I would like to do a, a quick scene between Morgan and Claire. For sure. When... Before, before separating? Yeah, before separating. Like, we get okay. back to Claire's lab or whatever, like, zip mm -hmm. back. And... Morgan's just trying to keep it together, and he's like, Claire, I'm real sorry that I uh, pushed you to going in there. You, you were right. We, that guy might still be a lot. I mean, I know they use up these people. There's still a chance, and it was dumb of me, and Sorry for pushing this whole hero thing. I'm still, I don't know. I'm, I, I thought <laughs> I've messed up by myself, and I thought that if it was two of us that we could handle it. I was, I was wrong. But sorry. Morgan, I'm just trying to figure it out, too. And, and I... <clears throat> I think you don't need to apologize because you were right. We needed to get involved. We 
did handle it. We are okay. That wasn't a close call. We were we were okay, and we you said we're you're new to the thing. I'm new to the thing, but I know what we need to do is try. I know that we need to step up. I know that we need to get out of the life that we're used to leading, leading and that's what we did. And that did not go as either of us had planned, but we didn't really know what we were expecting walking into it. And and Fury saw it and Fractal saw it and they're going to remember that. And no matter what that does, that's going to tell them who we are. And I think they're going to not forget that when they were running away, you and I ran in there. And I think that speaks really well to both of us, Morgan. That we went in there, <clears throat> we got mixed up in it, and we made it out. And here we are. But we do need to be careful. Because <laughs> maybe we got lucky, she says, laughing and trying to break the tension. Um, I'm going to... I need to go. I I gotta. I need to go reevaluate. So, you know where to find me. Yeah, and 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 you know where to find me. I've I've got uh, some cleanup to do. I'm gonna improve this. She holds up the the, the interdimensional detector. She's like, this is gonna be way better. And yeah, no, that's that's good. Go get some rest. Um, tell Roland thanks. You know. Yeah. Um. Watch out for uh. Mr. Culture. Yeah, I'm worried about Culture, and I don't like that we haven't heard from out of character. I always forget the guy's name. The the the, the theatrical the theatrical supervillain who wants to be Nemesis with me. Oh, Disastro. Disastro. I don't like that we haven't heard from Disastro in a while. Yeah, just that's just growing on top of the pile. Right. But I didn't think those two things were related before we went in there, and now that they are, I don't know what to make of that. And 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 Morgan, I don't, I didn't have time to tell you in there, but when I when I got distracted, I um I remembered something that I don't know happened to me, and I don't know what that means because as as I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to just confuse you. I'm sorry. I. I. I probably shouldn't have said anything. It. It. it it's just. I. I feel like. Maybe the. Uh, Claire. Claire is really flustered and really tired, and really trying to. And and she's trying to tell you something important, and she's not doing a good job. And and you have no. I, I mean, presumably you don't know what she's no, talking wait, about. No, Morgan Dutton. Hey, I, I got you. We might fuck both of us. Let's just get some sleep and we can, we can definitely talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you uh? Do you, do you want to ride home? No, I uh. I think a, call you an, I think call a you walk Uber. Will, I think a walk will do me. Okay. Yeah, I'll 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 see you I'll see you uh I'll see you tomorrow, Morgan. I'll see you tomorrow. You're around. So Morgan returns to the sink, presumably, to the he, old building. 
used to train people. He just finds himself back there. That is. Okay. He's just mulling over pretty much everything that happened and, you know, blaming himself for that guy's death. Like, if Ron already had him, he knew he was, yeah. Definitely. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Yes. He is a, he is a flagellant. <laughs> or at least someone with a developed sense of guilt. Mm -hmm. Okay, is is Claire resting? Uh, Claire is. <clears throat> I think she has several primary focuses. Three, three primary. Four, four <laughs> primary. No, 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 no. She three, sir. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so. She is going to email Fergus because this um this feeling of something being out of sequence chronologically, the only other person she knows who really gets that is him. And so she's gonna um uh presumably she's going to have a, a fairly secure way to contact him. And so she's gonna be pretty candid about the formula and she's gonna be candid about um uh, uh, what she saw. So she's going to tell Fergus what she saw. She's going to tell Fergus about the alternate timeline, about how she um, is interested, about how she saw what Rhea's done, and she's not sure if that really happened in this continuity or not. Because she's convinced it happened. She just, mm -hmm. like, this would be a very taxing thing mentally, because she's aware that there's things that have happened that aren't in this timeline. So she's not crazy, and they did happen, but to everybody around her, they didn't happen. So has Reed just not yet betrayed her? Did did part of the time travel mess with her and bring her back uh, to where she was? Like, uh -huh, uh -huh. like she's she's smart enough and aware of time travel enough to be like, did something like that happen? But she's, she's terribly she's terribly aware of all the possibilities. Whereas and, somebody and, else would just be like, fucking weird, right? Right. She's she's aware of the possibilities and scared by the possibilities because she's like, oh, that just totally could be true and happen right now, or it could be something that does happen, or it could be something that I forget. Am I just crazy? Am I forgetting mm -hmm. things? Would it be hard on me mentally, or is this does this have something to do with time travel? Because obviously, it could have something to do with time travel, you know. So so she she reaches out to Fergus and and talks to him about about that, and she talks to him about what's going on with the um the the dimensional situation the 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 the, entities. the con the con the con right the concatenations um the the calamitous concatenations there we go that's if they were a DC uh, uh enemy group the calamitous 100%. concatenations right right yeah seventies <laughs> 70s, 70s DC I'm not I'm not doing modern shade <laughs> not to uh not to lean into this quotation too much but one of my favorite things from the the old Fallen London browser game was uh, there's a part just they make an excuse somewhere in the text to say alliteration the last refuge of the scoundrel. I remember that calamitous yeah. concatenation. I mean, yeah, yeah like I it's like it. it's like that's cool, but oh, that's so not cool. Also, that's right. such a cheap trick. I know, <laughs> but it works. Alliteration always makes me think of my favorite word that pairs with it, which is assonance, which is vowel sounds repeated. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like moon, soon, groom. Like it's that. So like if your words were those, then it would be 
It'd be an yeah. assonate sentence. And another fun one, I learned another one, that one I've known for a long time. I learned a really cool one a couple of weeks ago, which is autological. And an autological word is a word that describes what it is, such as noun is a noun. English is in English. That's cool. Right? A, a pentasyllabic, wow. pentasyllabic has five syllables. <laughs> right? Oh, man. It's I, cool, I, right? This is, this is like me showing you something in JavaScript. I know, right? And this is totally what it's <laughs> this like. Is, this is fucking me up right now. <laughs> Lord. All right. So oh, unless... word, word is a word. That's the, that's the easy one. Unless you're ready to switch over and play Dr. Literacy. Sorry, sorry. You're going to have to move back to the Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Apologies, sir. All right. I'm just just fixing fixing Drew's uh, stats here. So (laughs) what is it? Look at this. We're digging a hole. We're down a rabbit rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, All right. So, so Claire, Claire sends that email, right? She is, um, uh, she's going to work on the formula and Mm -hmm. she's going to try to do some low key, stealthy recon into finding out about Ray to see if she can find it. Like if Ray's around, if that happened, just some retracing of her steps anything she can do electronically okay to see if there's been any damage to property because she would i mean maybe she would remember that warehouse maybe she'd remember the warehouse maybe she would remember something about like because because in in claire's uh um aside she met uh re in an obscure warehouse in was it nebraska uh wyoming Wyoming. It was a warehouse. It was a warehouse. It was a corn, like a like a like a utility, mm-hmm. sh- a machine shed. And as someone who lives in the Midwest, I now know these things. <laughs> machine sheds are what they're called. And it's where you store your machines. It's a very very creative title. And uh, is that one uh, of those logical things? <laughs> it it no, isn't. But not. I like it. I like it. Um. So. Um. So she's see, trying to find out. If yeah, that's if a that, real place. Mm-hmm. That if that's true in this continuity, okay, gotcha. maybe that's the right way to phrase it. It's just to, okay. It'll be some digging, and third thing she wants to do is work on her detector device. Okay, so oh, fourth thing she wants to do is readdress the formula for herself. Is, is to revisit because the how, formulas. Is is that not? a lot like thing one you said she wanted to work on the formula did i was that the first thing i that, said that I was the first thing on you the said. device oh okay well you i'm said, sorry i thought you, I, the first thing you, i said was the device no you said work on the formula okay work on Form- the device and check and see if this is the continuity that you think it is basically email fergus check oh, continuity right. yeah. work on device work on formula okay well um we're going to do this role the way that it's intended in PNP. So, um, Drew, what do you think is a good PNP stat to use for just sort of like scraping the web for information? Would you uh, call that investigation? Yeah, like technology or investigation. 
Um, well, no, I guess technology is dealing more like just gathering information. Yeah, investigate. Do you think there's a case to be made for just making it an intellect role? For like figuring out the sort of working through the, the logical problems of what happened then versus what happens now and, and all that kind of thing? Uh, or does investigation still seem like a better fit? I think investigation works, but you could also like maybe meet in the middle and do like the sum of the two or something, the average of the two. There you go. There you go. I don't yeah, think the system does that much, but I like it. Yeah, why not? Let's let's do it. We'll just we'll just play with that. Okay. So what do you want me to roll? And also I sent um the average of your of Claire's intellect and investigation. Whatever the okay. two of yeah. those. I'm also gonna send you her updated character sheet because I realized I didn't do that earlier. Alright. I'll send it to Mr. Drew here too, because he, he controls See? Nightbot. Um so the average of those two is uh my old values i'm guessing yeah because that hasn't happened okay we're not there yet okay so that would be eight divided by four sure eight divided by two yeah five off four very five nice four what's up let's go okay. so let's go um, <laughs> as far as the continuity thing goes um you and I have talked off screen about like what that vision that she experienced was. We, nothing we didn't conclude it though. It wasn't con conclusionary. Well, I'm I'm comfortable letting you tell me what she discovers if you're comfortable with that. Oh. Um well, let's actually ask Drew cuz he story told the situation. So like well, I can. We need a little, a little leak from. So maybe he could tell what she finds. Thought? Thoughts, uh, I, gentlemen. I mean, I I can do that. That's that's not a problem. What do you think, Josh? Go for it. Take it. Uh, so I don't know what you had intended, Block, mm -hmm. but what I imagined was that this takes place directly. Claire's run to New York, like when she messages Fergus would be when he's traveling to New York and when this wraps up is when Claire's it's off to the and then a few hours later gets in contact with him. So this would be if she got a vision of this, this would be like into cool. That's super cool. So she 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 determines definitively that 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 event in the warehouse that you mentioned hasn't happened. But I think it seems like from other evidence and from her own experience, she would piece together that it's something that will happen. Is this is this world a um, – since we've talked so much with time travel, I'm being very direct with my question. Like this isn't a new question. I'd broach it a little bit more ambiguously if it were. Is this um, – is this the um, – with time travel, what happens was always meant to be? Like, it is, in fact, you in the past who did change the thing that made the consequence that led to you wanting to travel back in time to change the thing to begin with? Is it a self-healing time okay. travel? This... Or is it back to the future time travel where, like, when you make – like, if you go kill your grandpa, you don't exist anymore? 
I'll I'll field this. I I don't know what Drew's intention was here, but um, I'll tell you what's what mine is for for this time. I uh I I think Claire would would consider both of those hypotheses and then have evidence or have the insight that it's not necessarily anything so direct as that and that there are multiple possible time streams and in a very subtle way they interact with each other and splinter off of each other and all of that stuff so what she experienced was more of a likely thing it's it's not like she knows for certain it's going to happen and she's locked in it's that the percentage is so high it's so likely that it's more or less definitely going to happen so many things would have to be radically different for it to not happen that's cool i'm so, i'm 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 picturing that. i'm picturing a sort of like homemade chemical marker and just like drawings and diagrams all over the walls of her lab mm -hmm. that's how i'm seeing oh, yeah. this play out yeah she super does that like she does computer stuff too because she's so tech but mm -hmm. she also like finds a lot of i mean she's a little bit older so like she still has a lot of focus on analog like note taking sure. and things like that so yeah, yeah. Um, and she would know she would know that writing cements things in the brain more than typing absolutely absolutely so okay so she's she's coming to that realization over over a span of time um but drew, drew we're, we are not going to call it a flashpoint it's not going to happen no. this is not what's happening i refuse I refuse. I don't even know what you're talking about, so it's definitely not going to happen. Flash deals with some time travel, and it's called a flashpoint, and it's a oh. similar thing where time splinters. It's that great. is so cute, and it's, it's and great. it's a poorly written great. reason as to why he does it. Everyone's like, "Don't do that," and he's like, "Okay," and they're like, "Seriously, don't do that." Okay, and then at the very end of the second season, he's like, "I'm going to go do this," and fucks everything up. Cool. Yeah, that's not even really much of a spoiler. Like that, I mean, like yes, that happens, and you don't see it coming. But it is kind of like it's not connected to the things that happen, and so it is just kind of like a thing the character does. That you're like, don't, don't do what, what? Uh, you uh, have to do this, or there's no conflict, and without conflict, there's no story. Got it. I don't know. All right. always about conflict. So, um, always about a reaction. Story is always about a conflict. As far as her, we are fucking staying on track right now. Sorry. As far as her messing with the formula goes, I don't want any roles for that because we know how that's going to play yeah. out. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that you wanted to do as far as improving the detector, I would like yes. to see a technology role real quick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that um, you're trying to beat four to make a significant improvement. Okay. So this could be intellect or it could be technology or it could be science you tell me which one you want to work with and why um let's see i mean it i mean it's technological because the primary purpose of it right now is to step one is to marry the ideas of structural integrity with the portability mm-hmm that also has to include repairing whatever's gone on with her bracer and and beefing up its security. She has other stuff to do, but I think that's kind of like just kind of has to be step one of what her goal is with a device and in fixing her bracer. So I kind of feel like that's all she can do with one role. Like there's more to be done, yeah, but that's that those are the 
I can see her working on those together because the bracer is tied into the detector system. So she would have to work on both in a way. So seven, seven. off eight. Dice seven bot eight. is not always cruel. So that, that beats the difficulty I had set. So uh, what improvements does she make other than reset bracer and make it more secure? Um, well, the, the the bracer now and it uh, uh, is is what I would consider pretty darn durable. I would describe it more like a like because before it was like mm, maybe like a smartphone, whereas now I would compare its durability to something much more like a shield or oh, a, gun, okay. a gun. Like like I mean, you can break them. Like those are breakable objects. It's not a okay. You know, it's not an engine block. But it's definitely something that's significant. Like you could drop or throw down, or could fall off a building. And okay, probably be okay. So that's the focus. That yeah, the focus is with that, and also uh, re um, with, with so many successes, I'm gonna um, embellish about how the the connection with her bracer is more secure, and it just improves. This can be TBD how this works, but it improves the the like the um the location the the perception awareness of the entity so like oh it's now before it didn't have an exact distance but now it does or before it didn't measure precise. its okay. y axis but now it yeah, does yeah but... yeah okay right that can be an an interface thing because the bracer can be like pinging the area with some kind of signal and then using that to judge what the distance is and that Precisely. kind of thing so Precisely. also it'll it'll it can, it can it's an opportunity for me to add dramatic tension by being like 15 meters, 13 meters, 11 meters. Hey, 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 we're American here. We don't deal with metric. <laughs> 32 feet, 30 feet, 28 feet. Fuck yeah. Uh, those are, wait, um, wait, wait, I've got a... Those are British Imperial measurements, by the way, aren't they? I, I like it. Oh, guys on Discord won't hear it, but our, our audience will. It's the sound playing the sound. You guys can't hear it. Sorry, but I'm playing the sound for the alien motion tractor tracker. Oh. Yeah, it's it's cool. Okay, yeah, there so we go. All she's, right. she's they, working they on to, that. They got to enjoy it. I hope it wasn't too bad. <laughs> so she's working on that for a while, even for her at her uh, accelerated right. speed. She has a so, lot to do, so yeah. Also, we'll... sleeping is on her agenda as well, in addition to the like eight other things I said. Right. So... We'll we'll leave her working on the device. And I figured assembling the new sort of uh, what do they call it? The new chassis for the yeah, there you go chassis for the works. detector and stuff. I like chassis. Um, so I like a nice chassis. <laughs> All right. So in the meantime, Morgan has been walking throughout the sink, and um, he passes by. The drowned cup at one point he passes by uh the place where he kicked that guy into the fridge he passes his old street one of the streets where he grew up he passes the library what other sink landmark one other um he he goes by the 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 warehouse that's now underwater where him and claire dealt with uh jay craft 
Right, yes, because the floor broke. Somebody got slammed into the floor so hard it started flooding. That's right. Excellent. Pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, one thing that he's doing is he, he finds like a scrap of paper and everything, and he like he's trying to write something to the armorer, and mm-hmm. he'll like start and won't and won't like it, and he'll like rip it off and crumple it up and like throw it in the water, and then he'll start something mm-hmm. else and like he's just kind of doing that while he's mm-hmm. gambling all the different thoughts so many competing ways to begin the communication mm-hmm. right by the time he reaches the roof of that warehouse where the dj crafts ill-advised rave party ambush happened uh the exhaustion has finally caught up to him um there's about I don't know, four feet of the building left above the water line at this point, at the roof. You have to access it from from the elevated. And it's like four-ish in the morning, probably. Um, he's, he's aware of a, a vague sense of expectation somewhere in his mind he's not sure if he's anticipating something that's going to happen or if he's feeling someone else's expectation that he do something there's this strange feeling of something being imminent and he's not sure what it is it's just like something is about to to happen and or needs to about to happen or something okay I think tries to stave off sleep and everything as long as he can, and he just sits on the edge of the roof. Okay, looking out, just seeing if anything's going to happen or or what if it's gut feeling that he has. Okay, I'm just picturing a bad roll leading to you sitting down dramatically on the side of a rooftop, falling asleep and falling off the roof. It happened right into the river. Oh, yeah, you never know. Seven successes on six. There you go. Good. Of course. Okay. (laughs) You seem so disappointed. Uh, It just makes so much sense for Morgan to stay awake right now. That's just like vintage Morgan. So um, he's he's awake still when the sun starts to come up. He... Nothing in particular has happened during this point. Some pigeons have come and gone. He's seen a, a barrel full of trash float by with a a, a, a raccoon in it, and uh, uh, the 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 raccoon has like stopped. This is as it's almost out of range. The raccoon has stopped, turned around, and been like, "Fuck, are you looking at?" And then it's gone by. Um, the raccoon. Some <laughs> some some drones have buzzed the area some of the old greenwell drones Fun. and um he starts to see one of the few uh regular the small number of regular boats that traffic the sink it's the river city revel kayak they have not invested heavily in a motorized boat so it's a couple of newspaper guys 
with a stack of papers between them kayaking down with like a tarp over the middle Mm -hmm. and uh you know bickering as they have to like reach under the tarp get the thing drop it in the plastic fling it fuck fish it out fling it again get it right this time they uh they are almost certainly being punished for some work related infraction here but he he hears and sees them going around to start to start delivering the paper right what, nothing else has happened at this point if if they float under him he's going to be like evan jamil throw me one the fu- oh man yeah, I'll throw you one here. One of them flings. Which 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 one of the two, Evan or Jamil? Which one of them likes Morgan less? Evan. Yeah. Um, they got in a fight one time. Jamil was smarter than that. Evan lost. So Evan's like, "Yeah, I got one for you," and he hucks a paper at Morgan really hard, or he thinks he does. It's you know, zero damage. You're fine. Mm-hmm. But um, after that. After that, Jamil's like, "Oh man, don't give him that fucked up one." He's like, "He's like, there's a real one." Thanks, man. Cool of you. Oh, hey, we should hang out sometime. Blah, 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 that yeah, kinda... yeah. Come by class. So, maybe you'll learn how to punch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Evan, who is Morgan's age throws him the double bird on the way out. So the two papers are different in that the first one has what seems at first to be a blank first page. A blank front page, excuse me. Uh, However, below the fold, it says in big block capitals as if it were the headline of, of a story that takes up the whole front page but is not there. It says, you need to sleep. Well, that's direct. <laughs> Lady, have you seen the night that I have? I, I'll try. All right. Does he look at Does he look at the other copy of the paper before yeah, he goes? Yeah, yeah. He he he'll flip through them and everything, and he'll kind of start heading back home. Okay. Um. I want. Either perception or investigation from you, depending. I I think it's got to be perception actually, because he's walking as he flips through, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely perception then. On original stats. Yes. Okay. One success, four dice. Okay. Morgan's like, blah blah blah. Rich people getting richer. Blah blah blah. The sink is fucked up. Yada yada yada. Welcome to Stringersburg. Nothing jumps out at him at all. That's how he feels usually when he reads the paper. I didn't want to assume, but that's kind of where I thought maybe his brain would probably go most of the time. So he ends up back at the place where he's taught his martial arts class out of and also slept. Place where he is illegally squatting. (laughs) And um... Yeah. There's nobody there. Nothing's happening. He just he he tries to sleep, but I think it's like an hour of him just like tossing and turning. Not only like 
in anticipation of the message, but mm-hmm. just like still just going over everything that's been going on. Like, what could I do? How can I fix this? What are these guys? How do we stop them? You know, just stuff that he has no answer. For, like playing scenarios through his head. Okay. As soon as he decides to stop thinking about those things and go to sleep, he's like immediately asleep. It's surprisingly easy for it to happen. And he finds himself in that distant dream way in um, a tea house. Like an old, it's it's both, it's both a, a like British Empire tea shop, and like a fancy Portland um, emporium, and also something from like medieval China. It's parts of those. It's all three of those. Those are in layers. Mm-hmm. He's there, and the armor is there. Uh, this time, actually, in armor, she's wearing this like blue it looks like it's enameled clay or something it looks almost ceramic um partial armor she's got like a a, she's got like one greave on one leg you know like one arm is covered there's a gorget but no cuirass that kind of thing i mean not that you know and it's it's mismatched too like parts of it look like they're from different cultures he's seen in you know his hero stories and his books and stuff at first he's like is that the blast fighter z no no it's not um that's limited there edition. is <laughs> there's someone else there as he sort of perceives himself in this place but but they're leaving he catches a glimpse of them and um it looks like a a long-haired woman with a sword slung over her her shoulder but he barely gets a glimpse before she's out the door. And the armor is there. She gestures for him to sit. Hey, lady. I'm sorry, I never got... You said armor, but name, something, I don't call you lady. That's rude. At this point. What would you like to call me? I don't know. Oh, it's been a hell of a I... day. I've had so many, they each serve a purpose. The one I have with you will be more about you than about me. So, it's your choice. You look like a... What she look like? (laughs) She looks like a lot of women at this point. She looks... when, When Morgan turns his head a little bit, she looks a little different. But, for the most part, she seems kind of maybe olive-skinned. Complexion is like a, a little dark, but not really dark. She's got a long oval face. She's got a, a surprisingly uh, shaped nose. It sort of belies the, the delicacy of a lot of her other features. She has very fine ears that are almost pointed she's got like sort of very high cheekbones but the nose that's a brawler's nose it's been broken a few times how about l 
As you like. I won't ask. No? Not not a Desperado fan? I... I'm afraid I don't have time for that sort of thing. I don't know. You were the armorer? Hell, uh... Oh. A language pun. Surprising. She smiles a little bit at him, which is not usual for her. Anyway, uh, yes. I take it you got my message. Surprise, I didn't die. I can tell by the way you started and stopped that you're in a moment of great need. So I'd like you to stay here for a time. I could use some Zs. I'm perhaps talking about more time than you think, but it will flow differently here than where you than where your body dwells. You understand what I'm suggesting? Oh, is this like that uh Voicefere X show where they got that chamber where time flows differently instead of Dragon Ball Z? Kind of deal. That sounds broadly accurate. Listen, I you help me out, and I'm still struggling. I'm in a situation that we just can't win. So if if you got something, I'm I'm all game. I can tell that one of the things you're missing right now, aside from an understanding of how contingency flows through you, which I will train you in, but what you seem to really be lacking is a sense of what to do when confronted with something completely outside your experience. Yeah, I uh, punch things, and I get punched. And um, that's about Morgan. the extent of my experience. Morgan, you need to stop telling yourself that because that's not true. Simple guy. So you like to tell yourself, but it's not so simple. A simple guy could not have intuited the workings of an entirely different form of magic in order to make sure the Earl of Hell was sealed away. Simple men don't do such things. That was that was uh grasping at straws. It was intuitive. You used what you had at the time, you did what you knew how, because you had to. The situation demanded it. Yeah. Fate demanded it. You were the contingency. Do you see? If I'm honest with myself starting to it's almost like uh i don't know this sounds conceited but it almost sounds like feels like uh i'm a backup plan it goes that's like, one way to see it like i'm the yes. I'm, I'm plan b when plan a yes that would be one way to see it that is correct she stands up from the table, 
there's this whole like elaborate meal on the table in this dream tea house and neither of you have touched it. But when she stands up, the room starts to sort of vibrate a little bit. And she says, let me show you another. She makes a little gesture. And now you're on the top of a mountain uh, with a paved courtyard. Each of the stones is like carved with some symbol or letter or something like that. Um, there's a low wall creating a, a, a ring around you. And there's a rack with all these different weapons on it. And she takes one off the rack and starts to maybe hand it to him, maybe thrust toward him, maybe kneel and offer it. All these sorts of things starts to start to happen at the same time. And several of her voices say, you are also the tip of a very long spear. And then there's like a spear fight where he has one and she has one and they're training. Then there's a long period of time where it's he's just totally in the awesome. <laughs> I Listen, good martial arts movie spear fights are hard to come by. I I've, agree. I've looked. Lots of them are unsatisfying to me. Hero. Yusa the warrior. The warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Yusa the warrior. Some of the best spear fights oh, in, okay. in cinema. Okay. Y'all are going to have to send me to that because I don't know what that is. I'll find it. I don't like the one in Hero. It's no? too... No, it. I, I wasn't in the right mood for all that exalted bullshit at the time. It was, it was too... The, like, wobbly spear doesn't do a lot for me. The only thing I have to say about Hero is it, let me send you the color theory paper yeah. I wrote on it. You might look oh. at it differently. I want to. I want to read that. Yeah, that sounds good. That's super cool. I bet I could actually read a paper you wrote and enjoy it and not get mad. <laughs> Except at my Un grammar. Unlike a lot of papers that I've read <laughs> over the years and must continue to read. Uh, okay, so this dream becomes months. Morgan is here for a while, and. Over that time, he sees mostly L, but there are also other figures who come in to assist him in his training. Um, one of them is a person so wrapped up in this sort of like thick paper or papyrus or something, he can't tell their sex or gender. The voice is so muffled, it's difficult to make anything out. That person drills him relentlessly in these sequences of letters and symbols, which he kind of maybe would understand are just like magical principles of how this fate stuff works. Would this be the same writing that was on ins inside of the armor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, there are some other figures. There are... I don't know. Do you want to tell me one? Let's let's have one from you. Who else is part of his training montage dream? Um, I think I think Strick shows up. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, he's like, wow. He's he's up he's up on the mountain at some point. He's like, man, that bird is huge. That bird is coming. That bird is a dude. I know this dude. And uh, yeah, Strix helps him 
they kind of drill the same things that they had been drilling in the mundane world, but mm-hmm. Morgan starts to where he doesn't have the anatomy that Strix does with the wings to like attack multiple opponents and everything. Mm-hmm. Morgan starts to like tap into the web of fate to like spread himself mm-hmm. so he can attack in an area like the possibilities Nothing. of him moving to all these different spots, but all at once. Oh yeah. Okay. Not, not so much like I knock this guy over, which happens to flip this, which does this, but this, but he's doing more of the mystical way of that. Like, what she did with the spear earlier like maybe i went this way and maybe i went this way and they're all kind of real a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah choice right um and he's found that uh, at first he only sees his like instructors do it but eventually he can do it himself calling forth like practice dummy demi person entities is a thing that can be done in this dream endless waves of training mooks so yeah consequence free violence <laughs> i mean no 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 not that um so morgan's there for a long time gets to know people pretty well learns some things about strix yeah and, and i think he he really starts to like at, just that his curiosity's been eating at him, and he's only like been able to intuit stuff. So, specifically with L and with his teachers and everything, he's like, "What is this?" And he starts really delving into the of what mm-hmm. this is more so, you know, more so of like a learned experience, more so than an intelligence thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can understand what this is because we're talking about it. it's. He is more of an applied right. experience learner. Yes, he, he has to feel it. Yeah. At at different points in this sequence, he hears different versions of what contingency is from different people. Strick seems to have a vague sense of it, like he's heard of it, but he's not personally involved with it. So he says something like, Contingency is a is a magical force, a form of chi, or something like that. What he hears from another instructor is that contingency is in uh, harmonious opposition with continuity, that uh, the two balance each other like yin and yang which he's heard before from other martial arts stuff i imagine morgan hasn't really gotten into the more like traditional mysticism of the different martial arts he's studied he's more of a practical type yeah yeah it's not that he's not interested in it it's just he's never been at been able to be at a school long enough to be able to right actually study it or be, yeah. you know be taught in manner of it so yeah he's 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 probably picked up as much from the old Sentai shows and their sort of mythologies as from yeah. anybody he's worked with. He's After a couple of these conversations, he gets the sense that he's sort of like expanding a, a circle or, or climbing a height. And eventually, after she dodges him and dodges him and dodges him on this topic, Elle sits him down somewhere um, 
the scene keeps shifting, you know, throughout this time. He he never really has a sense of walking from one place to another. He's just somewhere else when it's time for the next thing to happen. For this one, they're in a really humid, dark place, and he can feel the floor kind of sh- rising and falling as they as they have this conversation. And she says, it's time for me to be perfectly frank with you about this. I would prefer that. Contingency is an argument. It's my response to a philosophical challenge posed to me a long time ago by a very dear friend of mine who is also my mortal enemy. Of course, since he and I have lived for so long and acquired so much knowledge, our arguments ripple out into the world. You could also say contingency is my longest running spell, an act of magic that is continuing. While I'm here with you, I'm also elsewhere arguing with him. That's contingency, cool. it is difficult. I'm pleased that you're interested. You, your friend the Thread, the others who are aware of what they do for contingency, you are my counter to the assumption that in order for humanity to be safe, everything must be under control. The maker of the weapon believes this. I disagree. Yeah, that thing was a piece of work. It would be best if you didn't confront the weapon directly. It's very, very strong in continuity, and you're growing stronger. You're becoming more involved in my side of the argument. There's a powerful, disharmonious effect. Yeah, Be careful. I remember picking it up when I had the suit on. But we all remember that, Morgan. We all remember that. Nihilus ain't all bad. I mean, I know he's the other side, but... He eventually wished to be free of the weapon, but I don't know if my friend will let him be. It's time for you to go back now. All right. What I've what I've been able to give you here, I have no more of. Two more questions. Please be quick. Bee's going away, isn't she? The thread will be needed in many places. It seems, and she starts to just sort of like trail her hand through the air while she's saying this. It seems your friend will wear the mantle for many years. That seems the most likely. She will have to go places. But 
it will bring you back together after a time. No, it's 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 good for. Him. Your other question, please. <sighs> what can I do against these things? She pauses, and you see her flicker. The sort of hazy feeling of the dream is starting to solidify. And she says, they're not of your world, but they are in it. They can be made subject to it. You have the will. You have the tools. Remember your soft style technique. Draw them in. Take the weapon. I think I got that's, you. That's all I... And she cuts off abruptly, and Morgan is awake. What happened about me? That's good. I like that. All right. Um, you can... Tell me how long he sleeps. I figure a normal person after all of that would have slept for at least 10 hours, but Morgan's so goddamn tough and dogged, he doesn't necessarily have to do that. I don't think he has to, but I think, I think the, you know, the occasional long sleep is, is good, especially because as willful and everything as he is, he is still just, like, very distraught so and i think he's only human yeah and i think this was enough to distract him at least temporarily so he actually got a deal okay so it's late afternoon when he when he comes to and that's fine we don't necessarily need to stay zeroed in on this moment i'm just yeah continuing a little bit of the flavor here getting a sense of things so that same day, Claire finishes her improvements to the detector and, and the connected bracer. She's written to Fergus, but had no response yet. She was... She didn't expect to. She's, you know, come to her conclusions about the timeline and, you know, events that may or may not happen. She's starting to, you know, she, she finds the term in an old novel somewhere, the today, tomorrow, yesterday world. Illuminati Trilogy, awesome book, read it. Um, what? What'd you say? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't say, did you, did you say something? The final thing that you wanted to look into was, I feel like you had a list of four things and we've covered three of them. <clears throat> uh, Fergus, investigate Re, and, and then pondering the timeline, the device, yeah. and the formula. Right. Because the whole been... rethink is a is a huge catalyst for her to be like, oh right, you know, I have access to this. You know, I can use it on me. I can mm -hmm. use it on myself. And I because she's learned so much because it's been years since she's used it on herself. She did work on herself in Future's realm, but not mm -hmm. a lot since then. And she just kind of had the moment of like, wait, why haven't I done that? So she's she's returning to that. So 
what would her process be like? Is it the sort of like measure three times cut once sort of thing? Is it a more iterative process? Like, um, I I think it would be deductive if you want to if you want a, a term for it, which is to say, she has acquired more data than she had when she first successfully did this to herself. Mm -hmm. So her ability to refine and target her own physiology is something that she is going to obviously be super careful with. And <clears throat> because the last thing she would want is to unintentionally prevent herself from being able to return to working on it. Because like her like acceptable worst case scenario is that she's not she loses her powers. Her unacceptable mm -hmm. worst case scenario is she cannot go keep working on it. So uh, if you because... follow because the power loss could be temporary and could be eventually right yeah but it, but if she's locked you know if she's uh you know forgets her password as it were <laughs> right <laughs> if she if she can't come back to it at all then that's that so so is there like it sounds to me like there's sort of a return to first principles kind of thing mm -hmm. here like mm -hmm. go back to the very beginning of what it's supposed to do and figure all that out again right but but with all the like years of exp of work she did in futures realm plus the combined access to um blackwell's lab and the research she did with re and seven is that their name nine nine see numbers right I well there's confused. there there's experiment seven there we uh, go a name which kind of has new meaning given all this stuff that has happened since then and these other characters they've met but nine is just called nine correct drew that was your npc initially yeah experiment nine. Oh, they're called experiment nine yeah so take that as yeah. uh, as you will oh i'll i'll oh i'll, I'll take, take it oh, i'll take, oh, I'll uh... take it oh. right rogering yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so so claire's among her discoveries or among her improvements are the realization that even after major organ failure even after catastrophic damage the processes of acceleration and growth that the improved formula can offer her could almost literally bring her back to life yeah so i mean it's it's taking her from being someone who because because uh we, we've touched on this a little bit about uh, uh drew you've talked about it about how claire's evolution i kind of like the idea that she did just have real low level super speed like that 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 is canon that she did so that there was a period where she just was like a really fast person not like a speedster Mm -hmm. and so that that's kind of, this has kind of evolved out of that yeah so it's that, that like she had her like normal to super speed to like speedster and now she's doing more work in that process in that direction something something transcendent and she's finding that she can access the speed in such a way as to interact with things like the sound barrier mm -hmm. which she's theoretically been able to do before but hasn't really done right and you know i think i think the way that 
one of the other changes would would manifest is just that she finds that her her thoughts move so fast now that she's maybe even a little skeptical of if it's really just her thinking through things quickly or if she's remembering more of the future because she's a lot of like regular normal mundane stuff she's able to just predict so accurately just by judging by you know patterns of of other things before like she watches a guy come down the street on a bike at 4:30 in the morning throwing newspapers and she predicts where each of the papers lands that's cool but again like it's that. like it's like did i model all that in my head or have i seen this before am i am i remembering the future or right it'd, so be, it'd be a disconcerting feeling right it, it it'd be pretty not not awesome to be clear like it i really don't think the, the more time i spend with the character that she would not be a particularly happy person on the inside how could she be how could she be so all of this research and transformation takes place over the course of an afternoon because when you when you move that quickly yeah she's she's feeling the changes sort of move through her well well into the evening and she is starving she is 100% the hungriest she remembers being in a long time how are her finances um she has a sort of backup fund that Fergus put in place for her that means she's not going to be broke broke um you treat it, yourself to a dinner is the question oh absolutely uh, okay even Great. even a a, a claire sized dinner that's what i mean yeah um right claire starts so, with a steak <laughs> right and then moves to a buffet and eats just enough to not get kicked out so she starts real fancy and then kind of slums it and doesn't just quite doesn't quite draw enough attention. But pe anyone who's paying attention would be like, that woman just ate like, like eight plates of food, like all of them. They, I was waiting for like 20 minutes for them to bring out crab legs and then she ate them all. Yeah. She ate In... the husks, bro. <laughs> Drew, you had come up with a really great name for a, a, a low-budget Chinese restaurant in Stringersburg. You, you, you had a couple. Do you still have any of those on deck? Oh, uh, continue, and they're they're in like Morgan's. Get back oh, here. Okay. In, in in that case, don't worry about it because I've got one. The buffet where Claire spends some time is called Emperor Food. Nailed it. I, I think that was w actually one of them. We were like it, looking at it's, like it's it's that or it's close. Uh -huh. It's in the same. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's just Emperor Food. Um. For some reason, Morgan is there. Drew, why is Morgan at Emperor Food? Uh, he woke up after that long ass nap and kind of rummaged around and found enough money he was like oh shit i can go to emperor food like which is a treat for him 
like he he scraped together enough yeah it's it it's it's actually an institution in the sink there it, it was like when when there was fuck around money in his family it was like go to emperor food yeah absolutely that's, that's kind of what i'm hearing it was taco bell for me when i was a kid dairy queen and and now it's like jesus christ who gives a shit about yep. hey i think people people super sleep on taco bell it is surprisingly good I actually ate there today, so I shouldn't talk shit. Right. I, I ate there like two days ago. Like yeah. I had some people over for my birthday like a couple of weeks ago. And everyone everyone razzed on me because we had like eight people over and they're like, It's your birthday. You're an adult. What are you having? I was like Taco Bell and everyone's like, You're having Taco Bell. I can't believe it. You well, I guess I'll have some more. And I'm like, Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those party pack taco bags, you get like twelve of them for like eighteen dollars, like we're gonna get food like that. You're not. You're not. There is it's satisfying. It's good with that. Like if you're hosting, I will briefly not support a local institution of the place where I'm from. There is a chain out here called Mighty Taco, and it is straight up trash. <laughs> Fight me, bro. Mighty Taco sucks. Anybody from my town, come at me. That eat, place eat is Mighty garbage. Taco dick. So anyway. Uh, Emperor food is is a luxury, and uh, one of the one of the funny things about this institution is part of what makes it a a, a sink institution is that um, they will they will pack every single table. They like don't care. They don't care if you want to sit by yourself. You don't sit by yourself. The emperor determines where you're seated, uh, and so. You know, mostly there are big long tables so they can pack a bunch of people in. There's a few fours, there's a bunch of eights and twelves, and there's a there's one in the back by the bathroom two top. And Morgan gets seated there just as Claire is returning with round three. Uh a guy in a very elaborate getup who is playing the role of the Emperor today, sort of Stands up straight with his dignity, just like indicates the chair with a curt hand gesture, and then turns around with a snap. He execute a very, executes a very crisp hidden foot, Morgan would notice, and is immediately facing the other direction and strides away. Like he couldn't possibly have wasted any more of his time on this. So they say the Emperor, Claire. Wait, what'd you say? Don't they say the Emperor? Hey, I'm not I'm not naysaying him. Claire Claire uh um Claire is not made up and is very much wearing her civvies. And uh um I'm I'm thinking about what it exactly is she's wearing, but she it it's it's um it, Morgan has overwhelmingly seen her in like formal attire, club attire and her hero outfit. So seeing in her in more just like daily dress she's not wearing sweats but just like more oh. like normal person clothes is, I, I, is would be a little unusual i would imagine I, I was running through all these possibilities of the word on the butt of her sweatpants but i'll give it a mess you've seen morgan in 
jeans and a t-shirt and another pair of jeans and a t-shirt and he alternates between the two outfits i imagine the shirts a daily alternate and the jeans are a weekly alternate that's that's that would be that would be my strategy sounds right as as a as a fellow disgusting male that would be my strategy so as a as as a dude who who came up hard Mm -hmm. right came up in uh you know the the lower middle classes right as a man who did not shop at goodwill for uh uh, for uh, because of a macklemore song Mm. yeah Yeah. okay all right all right so what brings you to slum in um, the Golden you, Emperor. You... Sorry, it's not Golden Emperor anymore. It's Emperor Food. I forgot they changed it about a month ago. <laughs> well, um, unsurprisingly, and and you see on her plate right now, there are fourteen egg rolls. There are fourteen egg rolls, and that is it on her. And you see, and you see with a a, a dark liquid with a lemon floating in it. And you're like, is that like a big thing of sweet tea, like that she has? on the table and just one of those like kind of green brown generic mm-hmm. plastic hard with the big straw in it cups on the table and she's like i love their egg rolls nothing packs a punch like these you gotta ask for the off menu shit that's the real good stuff. there's off menu shit here yeah it's the shit that the family cooks when uh they're closed down hey frank and I get the emperor to come over. Frank Chan comes over. <laughs> right, yeah. He 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 glides over, gives you two an imperious look, and then it's just like, Morgan, hi. Hey, man. Uh, she's never had the off-menu stuff. If you guys got anything left over from family time? That looks very excited. I mean, I could... It is... He says, he says, it is the season... Of the green weed. No, no, no. We import a special vegetable. Oh, it, it's come in. It's cooked in a special way. Uh, I, I bring you some because he vouches for you. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. This is great. This is great. Go. Right. Uh, you're gonna get your first plate. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'm sure by the time he gets back, we'll. Yeah. Yeah. You're. You're you're stuffing your faces. There's a big heap of like seared. It looks it looks like a garden weed. It tastes like someone is just like shoving mustard down your throat. It's incredible. Um, it makes you oh, want to weep. I love it. Makes me want beep and bop. I don't get after it. Though. I lo- I I I do love beep and bop. Beep and bop is super good. Josh, have you tried that? Yeah, um, a couple of places. Oh, love it. Love Funny, that there's there seems to be little variations. Everybody does it a little differently. I love that. Anyway, um, it reminds me of, it reminds me of uh, uh, back when I lived in Oregon. When I lived in Portland, Oregon, I had a had a local Chinese haunt. And when I yes, I know, I know, I'm still telling the story. Thank you, Mister Parabola. Whoa, what is that? It's a tangent. Oh, it's a tangent. Oh, (laughs) I like it. 
Anyway, what about your favorite spot? Tell us about I your had, favorite spot. I had a favorite spot, but since you're being rude about it, I want to make it really brief. So I had a I had a favorite spot in Portland, and I went there enough that they knew my name, despite them not being Ooh. native English speakers. And uh, and uh, I talked to them and was like, "So where are you guys originally from?" Because they were not native English speakers, and they were like Laos. And I was, oh. and I, I love the food. It was, it was Chinese. It was, you know, one of those right. places. American we, we all know the place. I, I love them. I, I can't eat enough of them. And, uh, and so I was like, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. What's Laos like? I, you know, I've, I've, I know a little bit about it and I'd love to go there someday. And she, she was an older woman, like our parents' age. And, uh, she, she says, you don't need to go to Laos. <laughs> she was like, don't, she's like, don't go to Laos. It's like, she, Aww. she, she was very serious. She's like, don't go. This it's way better here. We're really glad we're here. And I was like, I was like, well, I was like, I'm really glad you're here too. And then See, you were like, a... and, and then you were like, America, fuck yeah! On the way to say the motherfucker there. All right, so that that's too bad for that woman. Although I, I hey, guess hey, the... she's out, she's out, so it's right. okay. And this was like 12 years ago, so like she's been in the U.S. since then, so. You know, it sucked. I mean, she probably grew up seeing some pretty horrific shit, but yeah, probably. Yeah. See, that wasn't too bad. Hater. Thanks, thanks to Kissinger and Nixon. Tangent, tangent, sure. tangent. Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. Oh. Nope. Oh. What about nope. Henry Kissinger? On his magic motorbike. There's. Okay, I've got some stuff. I, I, I want to give you guys a moment to do a little in-character catch-up here, but um, I'm going to let you do that, and then I'm going to have to interrupt a few times. So just be prepared for peppering of events from outside as you catch up in-character. So... Um... So uh, uh, when when uh, Morgan sits back, sits back down, there are two egg rolls left. And... She says, "So, so, how, how, how are you? How, how are you doing with, with things, with uh, yesterday and all that?" How oh, was that only yesterday? Uh, yep. Processing. Uh, a lot of had a had a real good had a real good nap. Yeah. How about how about you? Well, um. I I tried talking about this last night, but I hadn't really gathered my thoughts together. But um, I think what was going on with me is this is weird, but I think you'll I think you'll track Morgan is that I think in the future, um, I will run fast enough that I will mess with the flow of time. And so I think I remembered or saw something that hasn't yet happened, and that hit me. Of course, right while we were in the middle of the construction site, right as we were going in, and um, I don't really know if I need to make sure it happens, if I need to avoid it, if I can use it in some way to give myself some sort of advantage, but the the real takeaway from it is not just that that's weird, because it's very weird, yeah. and obviously it proves some points that Einstein got into with it she catches herself it it reminded me that i have been spending all this time in a way that's great that's a, in a very defensible way 
working on the formula for other people, but the formula was original. I mean, like the first person to try the formula was me. Right. And so I haven't touched that in years because I haven't needed to, but the 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 thing that I saw was um when I was at Blackwell, I worked with another uh, uh meta who had great is it Greenwell? Greenwell? Why do I always say Blackwell? I'm sorry. Sorry, retroactively I've always said Greenwell. Yeah. I have never said Blackwell. Um when I worked with Greenwell, uh I worked with a meta who had similar powers to me, who had a similar goal as I do. And in the future vision thing that I had, she betrays me. And uh, we we parted on what I thought were good terms, although they weren't exactly expected terms. And uh, it, it's what led up to the big fight where we saw each other uh, gosh, months ago, six weeks ago, whenever that was. And, and so... Um, I, the player, lost my train of thought. The character did not. Um, you're seeing stuff from the future. Yes, yes. So my take, so my takeaway from that is that is that is that she's almost certainly going to betray me, and she has the formula because we work together. And uh, I don't really, I know it's a long, weird story, Morgan, but I don't really know how I ended up working for Greenwell. And I'm sorry, that's not a straightforward story, but we. And she's she's continuing to eat, and she's talking through mouthfuls of food, and she's sort of just going through a lot of this. It, it, it's not clear whether she slept a lot since you've seen her. Mm. It's 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 not entirely clear. Like, I I think she has, but I don't know that Morgan. I don't know that it'd come across that she's well rested. So, um, it might also be that for her now two hours is like twelve, right? In terms of sleep, she might be like. Oh, I slept for two whole hours. Yeah, that that's a, that's a really good point. I think that as, I think that absolutely would be a consequence of this happening. As Claire is eating and talking, Morgan is dimly aware that down in the kitchen, because they're right by the hallway to the bathroom and to the kitchen. Down there, there's a there's a commotion, and uh, he sees somebody kind of like stumble out and just like fling a tray of food into the hall. It's surprisingly quiet. Uh, it's just like so many other plates clicking together. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other noises, the sound of like, like bouncing off the wall. It's like not a big deal, but um, he, he overhears some uh, words that he doesn't understand, but the, the tone of disgust seems to follow. And, and somebody comes out with a broom and is like sweeping this food up quickly and Claire's still talking and still eating and he sees somebody like scooping this shit into a uh go to scoop it into a trash can and then just like like lean into the trash can themselves and puke and uh he's he's become acclimated enough to this sort of thing that he sees part of the gross pile of disgusting stuff Slowly, stealthily moving toward him. Oh, we got a visitor. Claire, Claire stops, and she and she, she 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 drops her she drops her uh, uh, egg roll audibly onto the plate, and she's chewing and she starts looking around. Where, 
I'll just hang out. You'll hear him in a bit. It's, it's squishy. Okay. Legion. Oh. But oh, let me and, oh. and they and they both hear in their minds. I don't appreciate that nickname. Sorry, man. A habit of it's the neighborhood. We give each other weird nicknames. I didn't say it. So a a a server comes by at some point for maximum awkwardness as you two are in the midst of conversation out loud with Legion, who can only be heard telepathically. Um, he says he he tells you that. He has had to peel off because he's discovered that Lucid is trying to recreate the experiment that led to him being the way he is now. Oh. And that he's doing his best to infiltrate the company and, and stop it. And so he says, uh, I'm sorry, but I can't help you with the the other dimensional beings anymore right now. This is too personal for me. No man, we take take care of your shit. Like once we get done with this, if you still need a hand, just let us know. Our plates are well, they were full, but they're metaphorically full still. Yeah. And he just, he just sort of goes on abruptly and says, you should be aware the Chicago Mafia has sent one of its enforcers to town. Who is it? A metahuman. I think a shape changer. Well, that's fine. It was di it's difficult to say. I didn't... I couldn't stay at that confrontation. It was... Uh, it was a test. He was, she, it, they were testing me. I didn't stick around to find out too much. So the Chicago Mafia sent someone for you, or they're here for a different reason? Not entirely for me, but I have their attention. I'll keep it off of you as best I can. Get that? Legion, you know, um, how deep you're in, I'm sure you know my background with him, so if you need my help, I, like like Morgan said, we're pretty spread pretty thin, but you I don't have you a to better feel like you're alone. He says, you two have a better chance of dealing with these, these extra-dimensional entities. I saw what you were doing in your lab. Claire, it seems like you've made a breakthrough. Claire, you... Claire awkwardly doesn't think it or speak out loud, but looks at Morgan awkwardly and is like, "He's right." Like, she she looks uncomfortable, like <laughs> acknowledging that fact to Morgan. Well, that's something. He says, he says "We need to be sure that Lucid aren't the only ones." Sorry, hang on. That's not what he would say. We need to make sure Lucid can't combine what they've learned from you with what they're trying to relearn from the situation that I emerged from. The two sets of technologies, of principles, there's too much synergy between them. It would be 
truly horrifying. In any case, I'm better suited for this than either of you. They still don't know I'm in there, and they won't until it's too late. But I wanted to tell you, and I wanted to warn you about the Chicago Enforcer. Thanks, Legion. Yeah. I mean, Lucid is really on this whole, like, supervillain kick. Am I wrong? Like... Claire quietly is nodding when you say that. This is... Hey, they have to be stopped. Yeah. They're gonna fucking start pumping out baddies like it's nobody's business. Worse still, they'll simply create the means for anyone to do so and then sell it to the highest bidder. In any case, I won't let that happen. You two... Don't let these things from outside our world do any more damage. I'm trying. Yeah. That was that was a hell of a hell of a night last night. I can't stay. I'm spread very thin myself in a more literal way. I have to retract. Alright, man. Well, if you need something, then just uh let us know. Yeah, tell us. There's no further communication after that, and since you're both sort of waiting for it, you feel, each of you feels, the one maggot crawl off you and crawl away. Oh. Very slowly. <laughs> Claire has made another breakthrough, which is keeping her appetite after this and continues to eat. Um, <laughs> back here, back here in this corner, you can see the two of you. Well, Claire can see a, a TV up at the front, which is up at the. It's pretty far away, but it's over the uh, counter. It's it's behind the counter where the cash register is, so okay. people can see it when they walk in the door. The cashiers can't see it. Okay. Morgan, on the other hand, looking down the hallway, he can see into this room in the in the hall where there's there's an old Asian guy. Morgan's like, is that dude actually Korean? Uh, he's got a he's got one of those like little TVs with the VCR built into it, and uh, he's he's watching some sort of like period melodrama where everybody's in these elaborate costumes, but. The thing that draws both of your attention is that that on that guy's little TV and the news on the big TV up front both flicker at the same time and go out and are replaced with color bars. Mr. Um, Culture. The Joe. Uh, if if you would like, you can do this collectively or you can do it separately, but um, I have a perception hint. Um, are you are you, are you rolling it separately? Hint? As in, roll perception to get the hint. Um, what, what was your perception? Do we want to do this separately or together? Because mine's five. Um, yeah, mine's mine's five as well. So why don't we just go ahead and roll? Is is my is have we had our upgrades? You're yes, you have. Okay, so I have my true sight. 
Okay. Oh yeah, um, Mercury, cool. you should you should apply your your new stuff to Claire now. I okay, I, yeah. It was so implicit among the three of us. I didn't say it, but I'm saying it now. Okay. Uh, to, to to everybody listening and watching at home, you just witnessed long ass power up montages. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, just give a want us to give like a, a, a super fast update for everyone as to. No, I don't. Okay. Let's just let it emerge. Okay, I, I like play. it emerging. So, like, people now know that Morgan has true sight because you've asked about it. Okay, five successes on five dice. Okay, Same. so weird. Um, very weird. Mercury, you can you can hang back if you want, since I'm sure, sure. one of you will point it out to the other. Sure, sure, um, sure. Morgan's not really sure how he's able to see this from so far away, but there's a weird little break in the like busy now uh color bar pattern, and uh he's like, if I didn't know better, I'd say that was a QR code. That's a fucking QR code. Hmm. And um people he he points it out to Claire. He's like, I don't know. It's one of those little scanny things for a phone. That's that's something. Yeah, QR well, code. People are already starting to hold their devices up to it. Um, how many people are in this restaurant? Sixty. Can Claire take all of their phones? Wait, maybe um, an e maybe an easier one would be to turn off the TV first. Let's start the sorts and then go. Then we'll circle outward from there. If you want to try and turn it off before anybody scans the code, yep. that's that's going to come to a roll. It will be opposed. Let me find the number that will oppose it. I don't, I don't know. I it's Aku from Samurai Jack. Oh, oh, nice. That's man. I would watch the shit out of that show again. Okay. I I need to. I never I never finished it. Uh it's so good, but so sad. Sounds like my kind of show. They they <laughs> ended it perfectly. See, that's a that's a rare sentence to say. I love that. Well, Kenny Tartakovsky is amazing. I've been watching Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and it is fantastic. All I right. did not think they could do justice to that novel, but man. All right, Mercury, let's have your uh, your super speed roll for Claire here to see if she can pull this off. And I'm going to assign a penalty to this roll because of reasons. <laughs> not okay. not to you, on, on my side. Just so you know, I'm rolling fewer dice than I normally would because of the situation. As you wish. <laughs> Seven. Ooh, a tie. Ooh. Very nice. I like this. So the tie in this system means... Isn't it tie, tie goes the defender, right? There's a different explanation. Just a moment. This is core stuff. I should already know this, but let's just see what they say. 
minus one to zero successes, opponent with embellishment. Hmm. So, who's the opponent? You are. You're the opponent. So, you get it. I embellish. Okay. Well, no, no, the opponent is always listed as the person acting against the player. The player is always referred to the actor. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, then. Um, Claire cannot turn the TV off in time to prevent everyone from scanning it. But you may embellish. Is there a particular group of people here who she wants to prevent from being caught up in this thing? Is there something to do with some other thing to do with the environment? I think um, my original plan, my first plan was to take everyone's phones away. But then I realized that that's not particularly a logical decision. So I was like, no, I'll just turn off the TVs. But now with the way this role has gone, I think maybe I go back to my original idea. Oh, okay. And that it sort of explains makes more... why, it, why it doesn't work out all the right? way. It kind of makes more flavor sense, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She could unplug two TVs, like no problem. Like that's, yeah. that, there's not a lot of narrative room there. I dig but there that. Is, but there is a lot of narrative room for her taking people's phones. Uh-huh. And so right. she's not taking their phones. She's not stealing their phones. She's bothering and this is this is cuz she's trying to stay on the DL and this is what ultimately keeps her from being able to do all of them. Mm -hmm. And she takes the time which as fast as she is, apparently she didn't have quite enough time to do this to put it in their pocket, to put it in their purse, to turn it off and set it across the table, to just sort of put it in an organic place that wasn't in their hand so they don't freak out. So they aren't like, someone stole my phone. They're like, oh, it's in my pocket. I didn't realize. I thought mm -hmm, I had it in my hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's bothering to do that. And that's and that why she down. isn't quite fast enough. It, it, it doesn't... It that's isn't an, proper that's an embellishment. Down. That's yeah. a proper embellishment. Okay. Um... The people who she can't stop in time, the people she can't get to in time, are a table full of hipsters who uh, are barely eating, are just like, have been photographing their food relentlessly. It's um, an acceptable loss. They're, they're all... <laughs> that's right, that's right. They're, it's acceptable they're, casualties. They're, they're all wearing unnecessary hats. Um, oh. one's, one's a top hat, one is one of those British floppy, wide-brimmed cap kind of deals, so on and so forth. And of, a, of a Pharrell course, hat. I don't know what that is. Pharrell in the Happy Music videos, he's got the great big, like with the big. It looks like oh. a cartoon. It looks like a cartoon kid drew it on him. Like it's like a like here's the brim, and it's got sure. a doop. Like it looks. Yes. It's a real one of those. Somebody, somebody like this would have something like that. Yeah. So their hats um, have hats. <laughs> Nice. It's called closets. Hail, Hail Mary Mallon would be proud. Uh, by the time Claire reaches their table, one of them has already had, you know, scanned the code and looked at it, and it's just like, oh, it's just trending fire. And then he's like, uh, 
try and help you or something? So, so the the timing is that she does she kind of like run out of juice at the moment, like because I figured she's still moving quickly, but he sees her. I I'm assuming that she comes over to this table to try and stop them from scanning it, and when she realizes it's too oh. late, I imagine she would pause there for a moment. That's the assumption I was proceeding under. That does that does make visual sense. Um, uh, that's malware. I was gonna say a friend of mine was sending this to me earlier, and you got like, don't don't look at this. Like this is bad stuff. One of them is like, it's just fucking tea flame. Like who gives a shit? The show sucks anyway. Right. This is a this is a hijacked link to that show. So you think you're watching the show, but it's actually installing a rootkit on your phone. I'm telling you guys. The uh the 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 techie one is like. A root kit? Are you sure? Do you like work for this place? Or and then one of them from before said, one of them's like, "You idiot! This is like, sorry, I know you don't like this one. This is Powder Girl, dumbass." Or like, sorry, what is it now? Just Claire's fine. Y oh, yeah, cool. <clears throat> uh, that's cool. No big deal. Uh, Mixer is the word you're looking for, but Claire is fine for now. And yes, this is very serious malware. This is some supervillain stuff going on. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious malware. So do not Wait, look so at this. Like, so like, T Flame is like a supervillain show. Uh, it's. I, I know I'm saying the word a lot, and I, I hear that I'm saying the word a lot, but malware is really a very good term for it. You don't want one yourself of the compromised because like one of the others uh, is is already like I fucking told you guys I told you there was something weird about that show. See, fucking proof. We've got like a genius, super badass scientist person here. I told you guys, and one of them's like, "Yeah, but you were all talking about the symbolism and stuff. You were making some sort of like cultural studies argument. That's not what she's saying at all." He's like, "Fine, whatever." the first guy who has taken his hat off at this point is like, um, thanks. Uh, I like turn my browser off. Are we good? Or do I need to like, hey, we're, we're great. Just if something's weird, um, I'm, I'm finishing my meal or if you see anyone else being weird, just let me know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Other, otherwise, I mean, if anything was going to happen, I think it would have happened by now. So, but you know, if anything weird happens, just, you know, talk to the MHTF and say that you think you've been in contact with something bad. I think you guys are fine, but if it gets weird, don't call 911, call them. True. Morgan wants to, as part of his training montage, he wants to start looking past what's there and to see if he can see, like, the the truth behind the signal or, or whatever. Mm. Um on a more metaphysical level, like see influence of this creature on this or, or something to that effect. Like he doesn't know if this okay. is going to work on this particular object. Right. No, I, I think I, I get what you're going for here. Um, let me just look at one thing real quick because he definitely sees something through the screen. The signal itself the like the whole the, the whole color bar display it's usually got you know like 
the blue, white, black, whatever, whatever. When he starts to concentrate on it, the whole thing kind of turns different shades of green. It's like a green he saw on a piece of rotten fruit when he was a kid. And he sees a weird, faint, spider webby, sticky trail from the TV going back to somewhere else and also like running to that guy over there. There's a horrible connective pattern of some kind. He's, he's, he's sure he's not seeing a physical thing, but something that is nevertheless very real. Okay. Um, he, he recalls the weird paper wrapped robed figure saying the phrase, um, line of influence and that seems appropriate here okay. i'm assuming when he's done with that claire is done talking to the hipster it's back down yeah maybe morgan like when he when he does this he loses track of time because i don't i don't see any sign like 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 i'm i'm not trying to lie to him like that that is what i see correct uh, the, yeah, like it, it is a weird pirate hijack sort of link to get people to go to. I, I mean, that they're okay. Oh, um, yeah, they're, they're all trying to outdo each other in their disdain for this popular web series that dares to put the word trending in its name. They're, they're all just as, as soon as the first one was like, it's just trending fire stringersburg. They're all just like, ugh. Ugh. Oh, they lucked out. They're being ironic saved their life. See kids being insufferable pays off. So <laughs> that's the real takeaway from our podcast. That's what that's what we really want. <laughs> Tales from Stringersburg is it's okay to be really, really <laughs> gross about what you're into and uh to tell other people that what they like isn't valid. So <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> All right. So you're still in Emperor Food. Yeah, eating. I'm not done eating. And we're going to still <laughs> hang out, right? Claire, I mean, Claire's still eating. I yeah. mean, so you were saying Claire. that Morgan's starting to look <laughs> a little antsy now that this has happened. Understandably, Claire's like, still hungry. So. Made progress on the thingy? You know, you know, I made progress on a lot of thingies. Um, the, uh, uh, she, she, uh, uh, she, she, she checks her superhero outfit, which she's not wearing, and then, <laughs> like, pulls out her purse and gets, and gets the, um, and pulls out the, the, the detector. And you can tell that it's got just, like, a nice, it just looks more solid. It's got, like, a like a, like a good grip on it. And you can tell that she's reinforced a lot of different qualities about it. It, it, it looks a lot better. Put an otter box on it. She, <laughs> she put an otter box on it. That is that I, it, uh, I like that uh, being exactly uh, what Morgan thinks. Mongoose box. A, mongoose container. So there we go. <laughs> a weasel square. <laughs> weasel yes. square. Yes. Weasel square. Ah. <laughs> uh. See these these moments where we cover ourselves by making legally distinct things are really just some great opportunities. You right? know, I, you know, I have a list of all the the alt names. Oh, good. That we've you got. Good. Yes. Love it. 
That's really good. Uh, Back us on Patreon and we will release the list. Yeah. Right. That's yes, yes, really. <laughs> um, Morgan's just like I. Uh... Okay, so you talked about your weird time travel thing that I don't really get, but I don't. You're smart, so you'll probably get what I'm saying better. Um, so I had a dream, and in that dream, I did a whole bunch of training with a bunch of uh, mystical goons and time travel. Time went differently there. Um, like there's a forwards, backwards, stayed still. Time uh, stretched out, condensed, yeah, slower. And okay. uh, I learned a bunch of different stuff and about where what I can do is comes from. And uh, Morgan starts to use his sight, and I think what happens is his like eyes like rotate color, like a mm. kind of a hazy way, like they're oh. brown and then they're blue and then they're green and they go back to normal, and um. Just like the that show, I can see how it's connecting to people and where it's coming from. And this is very interesting. This is a very interesting. Time dilation, mystical entities. Now that Claire has the bracer out and and the detector, the new interface registers two faint pings. One from that TV, and one from that TV. Morgan would, of course, recognize the sound. Oh, you co you copied it off of that movie. I Zenos. did, right? How how could I not? Zenos, <laughs> Zenos. <laughs> um, uh, 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 let's see. For the deity king, I don't know, god emperor, deity mm. king, I don't know. I could do better. I could do better. Despot, for the divine despot. There you go. There we go. There we go. Um. Uh, uh brand safe Warhammer 40k references. Mm -hmm. Um. You know that, yeah. And so, I mean, that just kind of confirms what you're saying, right? That I mean that they're here, and that's what the the show was, which means they're probably after us right now. And any of this, did you get a, any further insight into what exactly is going on? Because that's not how my evening went at all. Um, got to take the spear from him. Is that a literal thing? Oh, kind of. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I I I think I I think I got uh, I think I got a trick or two. Um. Because last time when we fought Ron, right before he left, I, I took a swing at him and it was, you know, before it just kind of passed through something this time, it felt more substantial, it felt more there. Interesting. Like, like you're able to connect more this time. Yeah. The hit, the hit registered better. I don't know if they're getting more in this world or. Or what but um i think i've got i trained with a bunch of people and learned a bunch of different things 
I, I don't know for sure, because with these things, who knows? Um, but I might have a might have a trick or two. That's great, Morgan. That's great because I don't. I I still like I can keep working on this, and I have more things to develop. But if any of this is time sensitive, I I I, I could really use your help because the only things I can do are things that require me being in the lab. And right now, I don't know. We don't have a lot of that time. Speaking of time, I I want to be conscious both of the session time and to that end, I want to zoom out here from this scene and play over a span of hours or days. So I, I just want to say one one thing to Claire's response. Um, be like, got the detector that checks their their vibe. Hmm? Can you make something that disrupts that vibe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just takes time, Morgan. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So let's see how much time it takes Claire to make that leap from this detector device to a disruptor. And okay. that will that will tell me how many things to pull out of my grab bag of fun stuff. Cool. So, what what shall I do, good sir? The difficulty here is superhuman, I think. So, on the technology or science or intellect roles to follow, you're going to have to beat six. Um, so, consider what what of your you know new abilities or stats you might want to unlock here might want to bring into play if they're if they're relevant because it's straight it bro pure logic first principles right here after that the gray the, matter the the technological parts just sort of follow logically so um let's let's do one of those for actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take something from what you've been talking about in the uh, in the offline discussion, and also kind of from the fate rules. Let's have three tests from Claire, okay. and when we when then we'll sort of treat the outcome in a in a holistic way. Now, before we do that, is Morgan involved in this at all, like helping her in some way that he can, or is he off doing his own thing while she's amidst this process? I, I Claire think, would be very engaged with him if he did. Um, so I, I think Morgan is gonna stand in the background and if he sees Claire start struggling with anything, and being that he now kind of has had these lessons as to the principles of his powers, mm -hmm. um I would like to try to step in with like a, a luck, unbelievable luck die to assist her since he's not smart enough to know what's going on he wants fate to be able to be like where she's like oh this is that one part that i needed that makes this easier or whatever like if if he sees her like like struggling with it and Another... that could, that could piggyback onto a morgan just telling her the story and her being like oh well if she said that then that would mean 
that the intersection of this dimension with this dimension as relationship to your powers as they reflect it because because like theoretically and this is a big maybe and a big question mark and i i don't i think claire definitely wouldn't know i totally don't know claire probably wouldn't know which is like there's mystic stuff too like this Mm -hmm. is kind of the grand unifying theory so like that could be grappling with like magical understanding too of like how that intersects with humans which could yeah. then mean that which could which would be really cool because that would mean that while we view the formulas like this big like like huge frontier of human science it would really just be the beginning sure it would really be the beginning of insight into magic as an understanding of something that humans can just work with because it's I, Asimov said, right? Right. All sufficiently advanced technology uh, is indistinguishable from magic, right? Is that, that Asimov? That's Clark. Arthur C. Clark. Thank you. Yes. Same, same nope. milieu, same same set of yes. old white men. <laughs> okay. All right. We don't need to be I mean, they were, racial about it. That's weird. <laughs> all right. These all right. fucking whiteies. Okay. Um, hey, that's our word. And then then we had to kick Josh off the show for being <laughs> right. That's right. Just uh, just, just just, just so American nine tail. That's okay. So, um, couple things. I think also uh, leadership could work if there's a bad role. Um, I think you may want. Okay, so it sounds like Morgan is 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 committed to helping. Yeah, he's he's a, would like that. he's a cheerleader, a, a metaphysical cheerleader. Okay. Well, it seems like the at the outset, him telling the story might happen first. Or, or at least that might be part of it. So, um, let's. I'm okay with. We're gonna do three passes real quick. Claire's role can be the same every time. It can be intellect, intellect, intellect. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but let's let's uh, adjudicate Morgan's involvement a little bit differently. Uh, the first thing I, I want him to do is something to represent him telling the story in a clear way. Okay. Uh, so charm, charm, yeah, right, or or command. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if command would work because he's not being like authoritarian about it. No, but I think metaphorically, him sort of like controlling the information and controlling himself, using it as a way to motivate. I could see that working. So if you would rather use command, I could see that, but. Okay. Charm is the more natural fit, I suppose. Yeah, let's let's just. All right. It's less die, but like, three successes on four dice. Okay. Not too that's, shabby. That's not bad at all. So, um, let's add one to Claire's first check here. Okay. Oh. Eight. Respectable. Wait, uh, one to the dice pool. Yes. Okay, I'll roll one more extra to to figure out with that. Okay, okay no more successes. Okay, so you netted two there. Okay, I netted I netted eight successes. What? But you, you have six. You, yeah. Oh right. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Sorry. 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 So um, on the second pass here, let's do Claire's first, and then let's see how Morgan may or may not want to intervene in that role somehow. Nine, baby. Baby. 
So how would how would Morgan does would he like get involved in that role or anyway? Because that that's that's modest progress, more or less. Yeah, I, I think he. I think maybe he starts trailing off a little bit and he, he starts really getting into like the, oh, and then there was this, this one guy we were fighting and I learned this one move and he's like, he he kind of starts rabbit trailing on the story. A little bit, so I don't think he's okay. going to help on this. Not not each but, of these has to be him telling the story, but oh, right. I do like that. I, I, I do like that. That explains him. Uh not necessarily doing much, but Claire still getting work done because she's just sort of listening with one ear and is continuing to do the work mm -hmm. regardless. Well, she she is fast enough that she could... You would notice something's weird, but she could be standing there talking to you and you would see her in the other part of the room. Just like a weird after image. Yeah, like, like it wouldn't be... She's not fast enough that it wouldn't be noticeable. Like it's de it's noticeable something's up, but it would be her standing there. You just would also would see her over there and some weird shimmers between them. So mm -hmm. that's so fucked up. Isn't that weird as fuck? It's not it's not like viscerally gross like Lesion is, but it's it's it's, it's mindfuckery for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. All right, one more time with feeling. Claire, one Claire more roll throws with feeling. Yeah. Um. Clear throws. Oh, okay, netting, netting. Again. Does does Morgan want to get involved in this one? Yeah. Because what I'll, what I'll tell you is, at this point, this is enough to build a disruptor, but it will it will be a matter of at least a week's time. Okay. So if if Morgan can improve the role in any way, that will speed up the process. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how you would want me to roll this, but the, this is an idea that came to me. Uh, he would show Claire how he's learned to access uh, the threads of and teleport mm -hmm. different spots. So where she's moving super fast, he's just like in different spots and starts starts moving around and be like, I don't know if this is going to help with these guys, but if you can, you know, do something sciencey with whatever I'm doing. They probably may... use similar pathways to travel in our dimension. That makes total sense. Yes, that's super helpful. Right? So I love green screen. I don't <laughs> something really weird must be happening that I'm not Yeah, seeing. yeah. You should see the He is becoming uh, stream. The 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 rank that he has in teleport makes that a bad option for a role. Yeah. So maybe this is where since his uh super luck is 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 a matter of fate um he could spend that here I think. Um this doesn't have a mechanic attached to it other than the lucky break right we're just sort well of going or i can just use them as as luck die as like uh dice to add or subtract like oh pretty okay. much like resolve does um well if you want to do that that would be simple let me just see 
what other option we might have with the lucky break thing here. I mean, I could just give Claire like three ice. Oh. Yeah, I think this might be. Just a second. Okay. Often more extreme, spectacular, and unlikely. Still subject. Hmm. Yeah, I think for this sort of truncated thing we're doing, that dice adding is the best outcome. Okay. So uh, you said three? Yeah. So three, throw, throw three more. Or Drew, you can throw them. It's fine either way. I'm already on screen. One success. All right, one more. So we had net two, net three, and net four. So rather than a full week, it will take four days to create the disruptor. Which would be like six months for a non-feedster. Oh, yeah. Or, or longer. Or longer. But... Let me tell you some of the events that happened during those four days. I'm at about the 15, 20 minute mark. Just yep, I got gotcha. you. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So after eating at Emperor Food and heading to Claire's lab to, to get to work, they are up all night exchanging ideas. Claire's, you know, sketching and coding and whatever. Morgan's telling his story, going down rabbit holes about um, the yellow senpai and all Arbitrary these other martial arts fights. Yeah. Um, the next morning, the the River City Revel, a copy of the local alt weekly, is is delivered to Claire's door. It is several days early, and it has never been delivered to her door before. Several days early, chronologically, like time travelly. It it normally comes out on Saturdays. This is Wednesday. Okay. Oh. Okay. Huh. What what's in it? This is the one that uh, Andretti works for. Andretti works for the radio station. Okay. Um, WSBG the Berg. 88 point whatever we said. 88.8, because that's not a real like radio that. station frequency. Also, the um, 88 range, you're getting to the NPR range. Is it NPR? Yeah. Okay, okay. Totally. Type thing. I'm sorry, public radio. Is it public radio? Right. Uh, so where the headline is, it says... Um, it says... Driftwood likely, and the main image under that headline is some kind of weird double exposure of like a person's face and a doorway, and the entire front page article is meaningless gibberish. It's like, it's like Mars, or sorry, uh, it's like um, Jupiter Sestina lyrics. 
it's like somebody took the actual newspaper, cut it up, threw the bits into a hat, and pulled the bits out of the hat, and just presented that as if it like were the it's news. Excrement of someone who consumes information. Could be like that too. Could be like that. Uh, you you quickly learn that not only has the Revel gone this way, but the bigger newspaper, which I believe we named the Stringersburg Commercial Dispatch. Yep. The dispatch is similarly affected, and even the the like Stringersburg Community College student newspaper, anything in print that's meant to convey information to people on mass has become meaningless nonsense. And uh, while these sort of early morning TV hosts make jokes about it, first of all, their program is interrupted by the T-Flame uh, QR code thing again. But once they restore the signal, they go back to making nervous jokes about how, well, nobody reads the papers anyway. By the, by the 3.30 edition, the city is practically paralyzed. There are people who are protesting outside the newspaper. There are people like fleeing the newspaper building, making these earnest pleas to the city council and the federal government to help them because they don't understand what's happening. There's a, a mild crisis to moderate, mild to moderate as like, these normal flows of information grind to a halt. There's somebody on the news at some point, this is probably uh, on, the, on the radio, who's like, people don't understand how many bits of business happen through the pages of newspapers, personal ads, the means by which a lot of uh, lawsuits establish their standing. They have to be a matter of public record for a certain amount of time for them to kick in, all sorts of things are being disrupted right now that nobody ever thinks about. You don't think about a newspaper, but that's what's happening. And so on and so on. So that happens like the next day. And that's distracting, but you two are focused. It doesn't pull you away from the work. Then there's something that seems a little closer to home. There's coverage of a, a, a fracas outside City Hall in the in the sort of public square there. People, local government staff and and lawmakers, uh, flee City Hall because there are people in the square flashing like weird bright lights at them from the screens of. Phones, tablets, laptops, bracers, whatever. They're uh, th they have an interview with one like state senator who was in in town for some sort of business, and he's like, "I saw a strange flashing light, and I, I became sick to my stomach." And you know, somebody off screen is still trying to like wipe something off of his jacket. So he's like reaching into the frame to wipe puke off of him. So then there's this disruption in the local government when people keep getting these bizarre flashes of, of light in their faces, making them sick. Um, let me have a perception check from somebody. One of you choose who's going to do it. But Okay. Who's success? 
Okay. Morgan, uh, as he's watching this coverage, whenever the people on the screen throw their, their, their little screen up, he sees little, little wells of green, that same green color from the restaurant. Um, backtracking a little bit, I try to focus on the, the newspapers with them all garbled and see if there's a color that's associated with that. Yes, you certainly can. It's a sort of light blue, like a sky blue. It's it's like one of those spring days where you go outside and the sky is so bright, it kind of hurts a little bit. Um, so that's day two. On day three, they get some very unwelcome news. Um, now, since the Mr. Culture incident in the lab, the the TV that Claire has there has been unplugged. Has it ever been plugged back in? I can't imagine she'd bother. I mean, she's filtering all our new information in through her computer at this point, just because she knows to stay away from TVs. Okay. Right, like I mean, the, that's, that's, she'd be on her mind of like, oh right, I'm trying to fight them, and they're aware of that, so they're trying to come after me, which they've done through the TV. Therefore, I'm not going to bother with the TV. Right. So she would learn of this another way. Maybe she has a, a news alert on a local TV station's website where they also stream in addition to their broadcast signal. The the Ikasuri Office Park has been occupied by a bunch of the talent of Trending Fire Stringersburg. The The show has sort of set up camp there. And um, in some of the footage, which I assume, you know, once you guys have rendered it safe, you might take a look at, since that place is the epicenter of things for you, the... Uh, the tower that you guys escaped from has been braced. It's not falling over anymore. There's like big metal beams propping it up. And some of these T-Flame people with their camera phones or with cameras or on phones or whatever, they're just going in and among these support beams, not really paying them any, any attention. They don't fuck with them, but they're not like, oh, this is dangerous. They're just sort of frolicking in there. Um, oh. You see behind them trucks with equipment, and people are unloading them into one of the other buildings. So uh, the the newscast uh, approach to this is like, um, you know, underground television program, or like or like renegade content creators, T Flame Stringersburg, have taken up residence in the old Ikasuri Business Park. Questions remain about the legal status of this group and of the old property. And da, 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 da. so they're, they've sort of moved into there and are maybe squatting or something like that. But those people, every single person 
that Morgan sees on that screen, they all their faces are are greened out. And even actually, uh, Claire notices something at this point, partly because her her eyes, her brain, her like shutter rate is so fast. There's one point where like somebody in the frame walks by and very quickly glances at the screen, like looks right at camera and then keeps going. And when she sees that person, his eyes look like screens with stuff playing over them. It looks like oh. a display. For, for our listeners, uh, uh, Flack uh, took off his glasses and held open his eyes, a la Clockwork Orange, to, to uh, demonstrate that. So that is, that is very upsetting. Um, it reminds me of, have you seen Too Many Cooks? Oh, yeah, I did. It was a while ago. Love Too Many Cooks. Um, ten minutes well spent for some very fine film. Um, it's on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, they're aware. I mean, is this is this is this like is this being self-contained? Is this spreading? Like, you you hear later in the day, um, that a representative from the show has uh emailed the tv station a copy or no there was there was a meeting between the the tv station's lawyers and the show's lawyers because the tv station is accusing the show of of pirating their signal of hijacking them and in in that exchange suddenly there's the mention of this new not just like people in Stringersburg saying they're T-Flame Stringersburg, but a legal entity of that name. The show has formed a sort of company around itself. And oh. they're in the process of legally taking possession of the old Ikasuri business park. Oh, it seems unnecessarily complicated. Morgan starts you, getting... You just described everything I've ever written and said. Morgan starts getting real antsy and uh, frustrated that he can't do anything, but he knows that he needs to wait. So he just, like, finds some open space in Claire's place or, like, up on the roof or goes to a local park or something and just, like, continues drills what he learned. It's the only bent to what he leaning he's uh he's starting to see that the even though the the incantation part of these weird moves or procedures he was taught are are just words he's like oh that's a move uh presenting the cup is actually tansel so there's very much overlap between all of these moves that he's learning oh drawing aside the curtain that's a wrist strike so he's noticing that more and more that those things are woven together. Okay, so uh, we're going to have one more weird event at uh, day four, which is the day that the disruptor will be complete. We'll stop there uh, for the night, and when we pick up Nova Mob again, we'll begin with disruptor in hand, ready to go. Ready to get So yeah. one more. Ready to get him. Ready to disrupt him. The 
the TV station is increasingly interrupted by T-Flame. And so more and more people get fed up with television news and people turn to the radio. On day four, WSBG The Berg is overwhelmed by radio static for a while. People who try to who want to hear it try adjusting the band up or down point one or two, and that works for a time. But then at some point in the middle of the broadcast, the measured tones of Lupus Andretti, one of their main reporters, are just re- replaced with ear-piercing feedback, and the station apparently plays nothing but this for over an hour. Increasingly, anyone turning in, tuning into the station just hears noise, nonsense, things that sound unfortunately familiar to the two of you. Little bits of onomatopoeia and glossolalia. In fact, let me see if I can play some of this for you real quick. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to hold this up to the phone, and I don't know if it'll transfer, but let's give it a try. Just, just for oh, a moment. Hold here. it a little further back. Yeah. It's, it's picking it up there. I love so glossolalia. I love that face you made, Mercury. That's fantastic. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you recognize that voice? I do recognize that voice. That is the lovely yeah. This is Mad Flash. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, I mean, no, it isn't. Obviously not. Ridiculous. It actually, it, it actually isn't, but I'll tell you who it is later when we're off the air. I so, have a second guess. Uh, I have a second guess. Is there that, I'm a sure is color that is associated with the sound? I pick up a Yes, color. there is. Morgan, uh, as he listens to the horrible gibberish nonsense on WSBG, he hears yellow. I never so, did like jazz. This guy. I will briefly make a Mighty Boosh reference, and then we will wrap. You hate jazz? You fear jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end of day four, the newspapers have been abandoned. The radio is a source more of pain and discomfort than of information. The TV is completely unreliable and somehow still, probably through other superheroes and metahumans of their acquaintance stopping by to check in in person, our protagonists learn that other crimes are popping up throughout the city. There was a regular old-fashioned heist with ski masks and guns and a bank. Someone stole all the equipment from a construction site. Someone shattered all of the stained glass windows in a beautiful old church. And finally, a pile of people were seen um, getting into it 
outside a hospital, just in the middle of the road, disrupting traffic, flaunting public decency. Doing the deed? Doing all sorts of very specific deeds. Ah. Well. Amidst this climate of havoc, the disruptor is built. Yeah, that all the more reason to focus on it because that would be that would leave both of us feeling, I imagine, pretty powerless and frustrated, and all the more focused on what we're doing. Morgan keeps seeing those colors: that sky blue, that hideous yellow, the disgusting rotten green. Every now and then, in the background, he thinks he sees a sort of rusty red, but it's never in the forefront. And whenever the Ikasuri Industrial Park is shown on the screen, part of him feels far away and cold. So we'll leave it there tonight, and we will return to Nova Mob another time. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Trying to be conscious oh. of everyone's time. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. I let's, love it. Let's do old school and play till five in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true, true. Sleep is for the oh. week. It's true, and the and those approaching forty. Yeah. <laughs> those are the two. The two people may sleep. Yeah, yeah. It ain't here yet, but it's in the mail. Right. So I want to say before we're out, uh, remind to all you, uh, folks on the uh, podcast to come hang out with us. Come hang out with us on Twitch. It's uh, even if you don't catch us live, catch us on the VODs. Uh, that is the Twitch lingo for the recorded videos that exist for a couple of months after the recorded. Um, come see us, hang out with us, chat with us. Um, it's really fun when you guys show up. Um, obviously, we are doing our thing anyway, but it's really cool when we see our, our fans show up and people we know show up to ask questions or provide commentary on the on the experience. So, uh, so don't be shy. Uh, Mondays at uh, what's our Eastern time that we start? Nine p.m. Nine, 9 p.m. Eastern, eight Central. So, yeah. So from everybody of Beth Berg, Black Mercury, and myself, thank you so much for coming and joining us again. As always, we use Prowlers and Paragons from Beagle. Check them out. Support them. Awesome company. Great people. Everybody, have a lovely evening. Bye. 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 Bye.